a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson, live from Washington, D.C., at the open house of the Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Well, as we continue to look at all things going on in our nation's capital, uh, as was mentioned, we are uh, here as part of the open house of the Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And of course, uh, just across the way in our nation's capital, there's still a lot happening and a lot going on and a lot of blame going on, a lot of finger pointing and placing blame for President Biden's stalled domestic agenda and where the troubles are. Uh, but the question is always, well, is this just hyper-partisanship at its worst, or is there something else going on? Uh, is it just uh, some obstructionists in the Senate, or are the Democrats having challenges within their own party to stay on their front foot and to keep this agenda moving forward? Uh, President Biden uh, made a, a comment uh, that he said that there were up to six Republicans uh, who had said privately that they would vote for his agenda, but they were afraid of being primaried. And uh, our friend Brian Riedel, a uh, senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, uh, had a few tweets about that, <laughs> talking about that. And, of course, uh, Brian has experience with the, the numbers, the dollars and cents of all of this, was the budget and spending architect for four different presidential camp- campaigns. He knows his way around the numbers, and Brian joins us on the line. Brian, thanks for being with us today. Glad to be here. Thank you. So the, the the president has said, "Hey, there's lots of Republicans that uh, would vote for my agenda, but there it's just uh, too much uh, worry about uh, having a potential primary challenge." Uh, you said, "Not so fast, Mr. President." Yeah, I mean, I, I, I worked in the Senate for six years for a moderate, more moderate Republican senator, Rob Portman. I continue to work with Republican senators every day. I talk to their staff every day. The idea that there's six Republican senators who would vote for a $4 trillion Build Back Better plan, uh, 10% hike in discretionary spending, and $2 trillion in tax hikes, if only they wouldn't be hurt politically, is beyond absurd. Uh, there are no Republican votes. There, there are moderate Republicans who would like to see bipartisan deals that help both sides. But, but the idea that there are six Republicans who would love to just completely rubber stamp the Elizabeth Warren agenda is so absurd that it's, it's, it's obviously made up. Yeah, and uh, so as you as you look at that, uh, obviously this is one of those where I think they're going to have to walk back just a little bit there uh, when it comes to their domestic agenda. Uh, and so as you, as you look at that in particular, rolling into the midterms, uh, how much of how much of this was just over promising and under delivering? How much of this was just uh, doing what it took to win an election? How much of it was uh, man, we just uh, took way too big a bite, and this is going to be a really long chew. Yeah, well, it's first to point out the Republicans aren't the ones blocking the Biden agenda. The Democrats control the White House, the Senate, and the House. They don't need Republican votes. In fact, if there's any, you know, the, the bigger story is the fact that Biden can't even get Democrats. He can't even get his own majority to vote for his own agenda, much less the Republicans. What ended up happening was... <clears throat> 
Biden ran on the most left-wing agenda of any Democrat in about 50 years. And when I say that, he promised $11 trillion in new spending over 10 years. Compare that to Obama, um, uh, John Kerry, and Elizabeth uh, and Hillary Clinton, who promised one or two trillion dollars over ten years in new spending. He Biden promised eleven trillion, and he was pushed far to the left by Warren Sanders and other Democrats promising even more. But the reality is, he he didn't get elected with an FDR mandate. He got elected with a split government. And over the split Senate, fifty-fifty, and then tried to to govern as FDR, and it, it just didn't work. Yeah, and that that was clearly the uh, the push, uh, as you said, it really pushed further and further to the left. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize it was actually eleven trillion over ten years. That's uh, that's a pretty stunning <laughs> that's <a huge> number. number. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, compared to, like I said, compared to Obama, Kerry, and Hillary Clinton, they were promising one or two trillion. And it's funny that Biden was considered the moderate in the Democratic primary, even as he was promising five times as much spending as Barack Obama ever promised. And, you know, I, I think there was a path to bipartisanship, as we've seen with the infrastructure bill. But for the most part, the approach from the White House was to try to cobble up all 50 Senate Democrats unanimously for an agenda that was so far to the left that there was no way you were going to get people like Joe Manchin to vote for it. But they, they, they wouldn't move to the center. In fact, they demonized their critics like Manchin and Cinema. Yeah, and that's, that's going to be an interesting thing to see play out uh, over the next couple of years is what happens, uh, you know, while the president was saying Republicans were worried about getting uh, primaried uh, if they went, uh, if they, you know, got on board with that. Uh, but I think you also have the same thing amongst the Democrats of some of them are worried about that in their own reelection. A morning consult poll came out this morning that said that the senator who has gained the most in-state popularity in the past year and a half is Joe Manchin. He has gained the highest approval rating and the highest in-state popularity of any senator in America. The one who has lost the most in-state support, Bernie Sanders. So for all the pressure, Joe Madden, or sorry, Joe Manchin is as popular as ever in his state. He has soared 15 percentage points. So if anything, you know, he may have saved the Democrats because had they gone ahead and passed their three or four trillion dollars agenda, while inflation was already eight and a half percent and probably could have hit 10 or 12 percent, they may have been in for an even bigger bloodbath for that for that kind of that policy error. If anything, they should be thanking Manchin and Cinema for protecting them from an overreach that would have made their po- political outlook even worse. Yeah, well, the uh, House and the Senate are, are back in session this week. Uh, they had a little two-week in-state work period, so they're uh, they're back at it. And, of course, spending will continue to, to come up. Uh, what do you see happening over the next couple of weeks? There's not much going on right now. I think there's a lot of politics right now. There's, there's a lot of focus on inflation, but not a lot of focus on solutions. In fact, I'm, I'm testifying tomorrow on inflation uh, in the Senate. And the push for the senators... Uh, who are hosting the hearing, is why we need more government spending in order to combat inflation, which is kind of amazing. We Whoa. need more government spending to combat inflation. So it seems like what what they're doing uh, this week and next week in Congress is just trying to shoehorn the same old agenda um, into 
are arguing now that it's anti-inflationary rather than actually revisiting their agenda. Wow. Uh, so we got a little inside scoop there that uh, you're going to be in front of a Senate uh, committee hearing tomorrow. Uh, anything else yep. you want to share in terms of uh, your message as it relates to, and I want to make sure I heard you correctly, <laughs> that they're holding yeah. the hearing to show that m- what they need to hit inflation and curb inflation is more government spending. That is correct. This is actually uh, a subcommittee chaired by Elizabeth Warren, uh, and the topic is going to be government sp- increasing government spending in areas like child care to combat inflation. Uh, I'm going to point out uh, that that usually works in the opposite way. And as a matter of fact, the child care plan itself would raise costs uh, to families, and overall, one of the main reasons we have inflation right now is last year they passed a $1.9 trillion American rescue plan uh, when the output gap, which is to say the amount the economy was operating below capacity, was only $420 billion. So basically they shot a $1.9 trillion bazooka into a $420 billion output gap and then wondered why inflation soared. But instead of revisiting <laughs> that decision, they're, they're doubling down and saying, well, perhaps we need, we need more spending, more cowbell, more of the same. <laughs> we definitely don't need more cowbell, but uh, we'll watch the <laughs> hearing tomorrow. Brian, we'll have you back for a debrief. Brian Riedel, Senior Fellow at the Manhattan Institute. Thanks for your perspective. Thank you very much. All right, uh, that'll wrap it up for hour number one of our special broadcast here from the Washington, D.C. Temple, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Stay with us. Much more to come on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to... Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.